turn with me to the book of Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 6, a well-known portion, a portion of commission, and this is what we're going to pre- preach on this morning, that's what you're going to hear, and the, the title of the message, if you have your sermon notes with you, is this, this generation and the next generation needs you, did you hear that? This generation and the next generation needs you. Are you available? Are you ready? Regardless of what has happened in the past, no matter regardless of how the Lord used you in the past, this generation and the next generation needs you. Let's read from Isaiah chapter 6. In the year King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord seated on a throne, high and exalted, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above him were seraphs, each with six wings. With, with two wings they covered their faces. With two they covered their feet. And with two they were flying, and they were calling to one another, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. At the sound of their voices, the doorpost and thresholds shook, and the temple was filled with smoke. Woe to me, I cried. I am ruined. I am a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips, and my eyes have seen the King, the Lord, Almighty. Then one of the seraphs flew to me with a life coal in his hand, which he had taken with tongues from the altar. With it he touched my mouth and said, See, this has touched your lips, for your guilt is taken away and your sin is atoned for. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? And who will go for us? And I said, Here am I, Lord. Here am I. Send me. So far may God bless the reading of his precious word. This generation, we've just heard the statement, this generation and the next generation needs you. Now, in the year King Uzziah died, when we read about that, it means nothing to us. Isn't it true? It means nothing to us 21st century years. But in that year that King Uzziah died, things started to unravel for the people of Judah in the city of Jerusalem. Life was a mess. Everything that the people assumed was right and normal was getting turned upside down. And the immediate future did not look good for the nation. Doesn't that that ring a bell? This was a time of great uncertainty and national crisis in the land. Isaiah carried the weight of the nation in his soul. He entered the temple that day with a heavy heart. 
while there he had a vision and experience with God that was more than words could contain. Then the Lord on his throne, high and lifted up with angelic beings singing holy, holy, holy and the shaking of the temple's foundations as he stood there the presence of the king and the foundations were shaking of the temple. Isaiah came face to face with the real king. Not King Uzziah who died, but with the real king. It was a transforming moment, a life-changing experience as God commissioned Isaiah to bring a new perspective into the circumstances or the context in which he found himself. And I pray this morning that after this, after this service, you and I will have a new perspective of who the Lord really is. And that's why I'm speaking to us here this morning. This generation and the next generation needs you. So firstly, let's learn from Isaiah. Firstly, elevate your view of him. Isaiah's view of the Lord was elevated, was lifted. In other words, raise your view of him. When was the last time you thanked God for your eyes? <laughs> this is not a generic thank you for everything. It's a specific thank you for the ability to see what I am looking at. Do you have the right perspective on what you perceive this morning? Do you see things the way they are supposed to be seen or the way you want to see them? We are continually confronted with circumstances which we did not have the freedom to choose for ourselves. Isn't it true? But it has been forced on us and we have to deal with it. And one of the great tempta temptations of life is to become too absorbed in our circumstances. Too absorbed of whatever is happening. Especially the negative things. Isn't it true? And we allow the negativity to have power over us. Isn't it true? So much more power over us than us being more than conquerors in the situation. There are many people whose visions are turned totally inward and they can never see beyond the, their particular circumstances. But our current, and our current lenses are distorting our reality. How many times has that not happened? My lens is just distorting reality. Huh? Maybe someone gave it to you, this lens that you have. Maybe you have developed it for yourself. Maybe you have inherited it. Whatever your lens that is distorting reality for you, God wants to do something new. He wants to change that this morning and give you a new perspective, a new vision of what he desires for you. Everybody still with me this morning, eh? He wants you to have a lens 
that draws you closer and closer to him with the right attitude and action towards everything attached to your life. You need to reach the point like Isaiah where you say, I want to see others the way you do, Lord. I want to see my strengths and weaknesses the way you do, Lord. I want to see you, Lord, the way I've, in a way I've never seen you before. If we are to be used by God, then the first step is to see him accurately. Isn't it true? Could you see him accurately? You know, it may. To see him accurately. Huh? No matter what. Maybe you have developed something that you should not have developed because of your perspective and your view. But the first thing you need to realize here, well, this is how Isaiah saw, or Isaiah saw, 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 saw the Lord. He first of all, when he saw the Lord, he realized that he was alive. He is alive and ready. He saw the Lord. He saw the Lord and he realized that he was alive. He was real. He was not some figment of his imagination. He was real. I want to ask you, how real is the Lord to you this morning? In our culture, God is at best viewed as outdated and irrelevant. Isn't it true? Many people say, that's irrelevant. The Lord is outdated today. Why should we serve him? Why should we live for him? But I want to say this. The fact that he is never absent and the fact that he is never distant means one thing, that he is always relevant. And that is never outdated. That is never out of touch with us. I want to stress that uh, this morning. He's not irrelevant. He's not outdated. God is not finished with you yet. Remember this. And that's what Isaiah realized. There are no hopeless cases with God. There are no people who are so bad that they are beyond the reach of the grace of the Lord this morning. He's aware of your situation. It is possible that we are stressing out, tripping out, and even falling out over hopeless situations. But God has made preparation in advance for your turnaround. Don't think about others. Think about yourself. He's made preparations in advance for your turnaround. Uzziah may be dead. That's what Isaiah realized. But God is very much alive. He is alive this morning. You sense his presence here this morning? It's evident because he's alive. He's alive. But then he goes further. He's not only alive, but he's seated. Yeah, I love this about the Lord. He's seated. Everybody panics and he's seated. <laughs> he's seated. He's not overwhelmed by too many things on his to-do list. Lord never worries about, hey, I've got to do this, I've got to see to that. He just doesn't. He moves. He works. <laughs> he never panics. He is seated. He is seated. I want to repeat that. He is on his throne in the position of authority and control. He's in control. 
Who sits on thrones? Kings do. And this is not just any throne, but it's the throne of the universe. Not only the throne of heaven, it's the throne of the universe. He is in complete control and nothing surprises him. The next time you find yourself shackled, chained in other words, by worry or confusion or pain, take your eyes off your problems and place them on him. As believers in Christ, we must also realize when we think of this, he's seated, the Lord is in control, he's calm, he's at peace. He knows what he's going to do already. We must also realize what Ephesians 2 verse 6 says. We have been raised with Christ and we are seated with him in the heavenly realms. Isn't that amazing? That blows my mind. I want to say this to you. The Lord is seated on his throne. (laughs) And I'm seated with him as his son. You are seated with him as as his daughter. Isn't that an amazing thing? We have been given given a place of authority and the power to carry out and complete his agenda for our lives here on earth. I asked this morning, is there an empty seat in the heavenly realm with your name on it, but you are absent? You are missing. Is there an empty seat in the heavenly realms this morning? And people are looking, your name is there, they're looking for you, but you're not there. Eh? There are many empty seats in Many empty seats in the heavenly realms because we are not making ourselves available to the Lord to serve him and to honor him. The fact that you have been given a seat of honor with Christ at God's right hand says that you are a prince. You are a princess. You are a son. You are a daughter of the king of creation. You have become royalty and the father has incredible plans for you and me. And all his children. When you and I are living our lives with greater awareness of the heavenly citizenship of our earthly existence, then nothing can shake us. Nothing can cause us to panic. Nothing can rattle us. Nothing can keep us from having the sense of worth in the presence of the King of Kings. But secondly, and that's this last point I want to make here, the generation and the next generation needs you. So, realize this morning that he is transcendent as well. I want to get to the last one still, but he is transcendent. That's what Isaiah realized, because Isaiah looked up and he realized that the Lord is high and lifted up. Can you remember? Remember, you can read there in the Bible, he's high and exalted. He is above all, you know. And John 3 verse 31 says, he who comes is above all. He is beyond our ways. None of the dominions or rulers or authorities of the earth can compare with him. 
He is not a God of your own options here this morning or your own preferences. You, you have no options when it comes to the Lord. No option. You either serve him or you don't serve him. You have no option. You have no preferences. When you serve him, you're available to him. And he leads you. And he directs you. He is before all things. And in him all things hold together. Colossians 1.17 What is there? He does not precede. In other words, he's before all things. What is there that he does not precede? What is there that he does not rather soar or zoom over in power? There is not a hair on your head, and even those that are missing unknown to him. There is not a cry of your heart unheard by him. Your deepest need and mind has his undivided attention. He is the God who transcends times and seasons. Isn't it amazing? Times and seasons. He transcends it. That's what Daniel chapter 2 verse 21 says. He even changes times and seasons. eh? He empowers you to live with your back to the past. That's important to remember. When we talk about your back to the past, in other words, you're saying, I've dealt with that. I'm living with my back to, to, uh, to the past because I've dealt with that thing. I've overcome that thing. I've conquered that. That's what we're talking about when we talk about living with your back to the past. And we're asking you this morning, are you living with your back to the past? Remember that he transcends everything. But then also we need to realize when Isaiah saw the Lord, he saw this whole train that filled the whole place. Uh, what does that train mean that, that is referred to? He is bigger than anything or any power. Now we have seen weddings where the bride's, dra- the, the, the bride's dress drags on the ground behind her. You know that, eh? In ancient times, the greater the king was, the bigger the train of his robe. This train filled the entire room from corner to corner. A tapestry woven together in a most amazing display of magnificence. That's where the Lord was. That's where the Lord was to Isaiah. I ask you this morning, what is it you're going through right now, whatever burden you carry or you are carrying, whatever the hardship or the trial or the suffering, he is bigger and you can look to him. That's what Isaiah realized. And that's why you've got to take advantage secondly because this generation and the next generation needs you take advantage of God-given opportunities. This is 5 to 8. And then Isaiah's response shows us three positions. And now we need to mention this as we conclude. Face down, that was his first. When he came into the presence of the Lord, his face was down. You can read there. Genesis 32 verse 30, Jacob said, uh, named the place Peniel. And he says, because he's seen the Lord face to face. And yet the Lord spared his life. Isaiah is aware of Uzziah's death. 
He is aware of the one who sits on the throne. He is aware of the seraphims darting back and forth, declaring the holiness of God. And now, suddenly he becomes aware of himself. And he says, Lord, his face was down. He says, woe is me, for I am undone. I'm ruined. Have you ever come into the presence of the Lord like that? Have you ever felt like that in the presence of the Lord? Lord, I've nothing to offer but brokenness. I have nothing to offer but failure. I have nothing to offer but sin and shame and guilt. But Lord, thank you that in your presence I discover what I've never discovered before. I've, I receive, in fact, not only discover, I receive and experience what I've never received or experienced before. Thaya's face was down. It's where he came before the Lord. You know, he felt the crushing weight of his sin. That's why he said, I'm ruined. To, be ru to, to feel ruined means to be undone, to come apart at the seams, to unravel, to crumble, to be overwhelmed. I'm overwhelmed, Lord, at who you are. I'm overwhelmed as I look at my condition. But Lord, thank you that you know me and you want more for me and better for me. That's where, that's where the man was, eh? And I, I want to say this, in any encounter with the Lord, he meets you right where you are. Right where you are. That's what Isaiah discovered. Right where he was. He meets you right there where you are. Until you let go of your baggage, you will not experience what he wants you to experience. So let go. Go of the baggage. Let it go as Isaiah. Just let it go. He just let it go. But then the second one was face down, yes, but the second one was heart open, if you could put it that way. One of the freaky flying seraphims picks up a burning coal from the altar and touches the man's lips. Ouch. That must have been painful. Eh? Can you imagine how much that must have hurt? Yet the fire did not consume Isaiah. What did it do? The fire purified him. It did not consume him. It purified him. It burned out all the junk. What's the junk in your life this morning that needs to be burned out? Hebrews 12 verse 29 says, Our God is a consuming fire. Isaiah did not have a mouth problem. He had a heart problem. Die goed het my uitgekom. Want het was in die hart gewees. Is dit nie waar nie? He? He had a, he had a, you know, and that's what happens eh, when we are close to the Lord and when we draw near to Him. God performed, and the amazing thing here, God performed open heart surgery on Isaiah. And all the hidden secrets. First Corinthians 14 verse 25 speak about secrets. That needs to be exposed. It was exposed right there. He sees your heart. He knows your private, deepest, inner, inner struggles. 
and details. And he knows what he, at this moment in your life is in need of surgical treatment. He clears every blockage as he does surgical treatment on you and I. Every hindrance as he does surgical treatment on us. Now he is, now after all of this, after the Lord had done all the surgical training, now Isaiah is ready. And because the third position is hands up. Not hands up like this, hands up. Hands up. Isaiah is no longer on his face. His hands are up. And he says, Here, my Lord. Use me. Here, my Lord. Send me. Lord, you revealed yourself to me. Lord, you forgave me and made me clean. You restored me and now I offer you my life. I give you everything. Everything. All of me. He's ready to be used by the Lord. To say this to you, Isaiah made use of this, or Isaiah, I don't know, we have a, we have a family member in, in, in America, and they say Isaiah, now every time I just say that, they call him like that. <laughs> but now every time I think about him, I just you say that word. But he's ready to be used of God. Oftentimes we let the opportunities go by not recognizing the opportunity. An opportunity is a gift from the Lord. It's a privilege we have. It's a moment in time in our circumstances in which we are able to make a decision that impacts our lives and the lives of others as well. Every day is an opportunity. Yet many people never take advantage of it. Take advantage of the opportunities you have this morning to say, Lord, here am I, send me, use me for your glory. Every moment, every person, and every situation is an opportunity for God to work in and through you and I. I can go on and on, but I want to challenge you this morning, young people, and all the other younger ones, like us. May we just draw near to the Lord and may we put him first. Let's be willing and available to be used and ready to be used by him. Amen. Father, we want to thank you for your word this morning. We pray that you will bless us even as we continue now. Thank you for the way in which you have spoken to us. And Lord, these young people here who are ready to surrender to you. They have already, but even today, Lord, they're ready to surrender to you. And I pray that you will touch their lives. And Lord, if you need to come with that hot, red, burning coal, just to, to, be, to bring about purification in their lives. If you need to do some open-heart surgery in our lives, not only their lives, but our, all of us, our lives, Lord. Lord, we need some surgical treatment. Do it, Lord, for your glory. Spiritual surgical treatment. Lord, accomplish your purposes with us. But, oh, Lord, we are ready to be used by you. We are available. Use us to make a difference for you. Wherever we go, in whatever we, whatever situation we find ourselves in, allow us, Lord, 
to shine your light and to make you known in such a powerful way, Lord. Bless us, Lord. We honor you for this morning. We pray that you will continue with us even further now. If anyone needs to needs counseling or need prayer this morning, there are intercessors who are available after the service to pray with you, to counsel with you. But avail yourself and make yourself ready to be used by the Lord beyond what you ever thought possible. Lord bless you all. Thank you, Father. Amen.